Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Hey, everyone in, let's go. Huddle up on three, one, two, three, huddle, huddle up. up. God, I can't know play football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then, let's play. But that's eating us too. That gives us too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it up now. Let's go. to back man you do not see this in college football but the georgia bulldogs bludgeon their way to back to back glory glory georgia as the fight song says for the lead And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Hello everyone, welcome Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live and it is February the 13th, 2024. We're glad to be back with you. And for the final time for now, uh, until... August when we get back together on the live side. Now, we'll remind everyone closer again to the end of the show that we're not really going anywhere. We're still going to have our off-season program. I'm going to try to get back on the uh, the observations pod. And, you know, I have two other guys here that allegedly have other shows on this uh, podcast feed as well. Maybe I can oh, really? maybe I can coerce them into doing some of their work as well. I can't be like I can't be too harsh because the I've pitch. I've fallen off the wagon a bit myself on that one. But we'll still be around. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel uh, because uh, there will be video for some of the off season stuff. And all of our episodes go up there on like the video gram, automated video gram thing. So um, it's always there. Every episode is there. Rate and review where you can follow us on all of our social media. Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Huddle Up Podcast Inc. on, and that is I-N-C, Inc., not I-N-K, on the Instagram. And um, we have the T Public Store. So make sure you get your merch over there. And um, yeah, so for the final time live show this uh, this season, EJ, how we doing? I'm doing well. I just like to point out real quick uh, that t- with now be, me be on the show tonight, and this is the final show of the season. I have now done every single episode this season of this live show. Oh my this God! Who the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. It's Screw been you, an, Matt and Kyle. <laughs> look, man, it's been an amazing feat. I don't know what's more impressive: Lamar making it through a year healthy, or you making it through a year healthy. But we'll give you the credit where I'm it's older, due. so me. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and uh, and Matt, welcome back. How are we doing this week? Doing well. Looking forward to recording an episode of the Pitch with EJ, where we break down the Met season. <laughs> 
It's over. And over. it's over. Run, just eliminated. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> just like that. It's, it's already over. It's over. Uh, perfect. Uh, Mike checking in with us. How we doing, uh, Mikey B? Uh, there's the 49ers fan. There he is. I knew you I knew you would end up here with us on the loser side. It took longer, but welcome welcome to the not Super Bowl Champions Club, Jason. I I've been waiting for you. Got your seat and the drop uh, continues. And uh, there we go. Uh Devin's just checking in to say hi. He said he's uh without power, so he's not gonna be able to uh listen with us live. Yeah, man, hopefully that uh that works out. We had some yeah. snow in central PA today. Jim. Um it is funny though, like we talk about the Cowboys drought and the Niners have a drought one year longer than you guys. Yes, they do. Glad you uh pointed that out so I didn't have to. because uh, yes, the 49ers have had a longer uh Super Bowl drought than the Cowboys have. Some people forget that. I understand that they have been to NFC title games. I understand they've been to Super Bowls. I get that. And I'm not I'm not hiding from the fact that the Cowboys have not made it back there. But ultimately, your season has failed longer than uh, the Cowboys have. So welcome welcome back, Niners fans. We, we appreciate you. have been waiting uh, for this all season. What um, a jerk you are. <laughs> you're darn right I am. I feel no sympathy. Where's for, Kyle when you need him? For the 49ers fans. Oh, I'm sure he's still crying somewhere. He's, cry more, Kyle. He's, yeah, cry more. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings. You know, I don't know any of those things. But, uh, no, I know today is uh, he and Mrs. Student of the Game's um, anniversary. So, a uh, happy anniversary, I think, EJ, on, on the uh, Student of the Game report. On your side, I think you said 14 years. So, congratulations. Got more one year. Congratulations to the of the game family for uh, for fourteen years of wedded bliss. Um, <laughs> yes, the cowboy. Yes, EJ, the Cowboys fan, pointed out the Niners drought. Not me. I just I didn't have to. I didn't have to. It was there. Um, I think. I mean, I think Forty Niners fans are well aware of the fact that they haven't won a Super Bowl since I a year. Don't before the think cowboy. that they are, since they always talk so much shit. You <laughs> think they won every year? Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. He ain't lying. I mean, they're not a bad base, are they? Not pretty. They're not as bad as other fan bases. Look at look at at you. Eagles they're fans. pretty bad. At least, <laughs> at least in the last at least, couple look, years. To your credit, Matt. At least you call out your own fan base, though. To your credit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and Cowboys fans bad. are pretty bad as well. I mean, I will, that is dramatic. I will Cowboys call out my bad. own um, as well. Um, let's see. Jason uh, says, "Let's run and own the first half, and ignore the run the second half, and then run it again in overtime." Just shows you Shanahan is an idiot after the Mahomes interception. We'll uh, they threw the ball six times in a row. I see a Super Bowl trend uh, where the Niners choked. Yeah, we're going to talk about Shanahan um, in a little Ooh, bit. There's yeah. obviously plenty uh, to talk about um, from the uh, from the Super Bowl. And then let's, uh, let's dive right in. Uh, of course, the Chiefs 25-22 in overtime. Um, and we'll start here because I know it was – Kind of the way the Dan Patrick show started off, and I know I've seen a lot of people like they 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 called it a good game, but I think Dan Patrick hit the nail on the head a little better that it was a good finish. Um, you know, second half, you know, lat latter part of the third quarter, fourth quarter, overtime were good. First half, I thought, um, was pretty brutal. Uh, just it was it was uh it was not an exciting game. Uh, a coworker of mine. Who's, who's not the biggest sports fan, but but watches every every year, 
uh, and watches the Super Bowl every year was like, was it just me or was that first half boring? And I was like, no, 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 it was not just you. Um, but uh, so I tend to lean more. I tend to lean more good finish. Uh, Matt, what say you on that one? Yeah, I mean, the the first half was very slow. Um, and I don't think it was even necessarily like good defenses showing out. I think there was just a lot of miscommunication uh, between the the quarterbacks and the receivers for both teams. Um, you know, Purdy had some misses. Mahomes had some misses. They couldn't get things established. So, um, agreed. Strong finish is, is how I would classify that. Yeah, yeah. It was um... – yeah, I, I, yeah. The, the the quarterback play. I mean, sloppy. I think on on both on both teams fronts for for a good portion of it. Um, I think when when you were getting down to the biggest moments, I thought um, both teams and both quarterbacks for the most part, um, you know, really kind of stepped up into the moment. But yeah, the the early portion was neither team was showing that they were the best uh, from each conference. EJ. Wasn't the most entertaining uh, game in the, in the first half. Very ugly first quarter, especially. Um, but a lot of people also put entertaining as in high scoring. And I mean, we appreciate the defense. You can see some some degree that yeah, maybe it's it's okay. But it was a little sloppy at first. But it wasn't terrible. I will say that definitely better finish. I'll tell you that 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 uh, you know, I had the under. As I said in the podcast, I had the under that game. And I man, I, I hit the under, but <laughs> barely the half point, buddy. The half point uh, stuck late. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a good game overall. I will say that. Yeah, it wasn't Rams Patriots boring. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jason, I'm not sure. Line. I'm not sure. I agree with the Kelsey did nothing uh, assessment. Nine for ninety three. Um, and when he was the leading receiver uh, for his team on Sunday, I don't. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the assessment that he did nothing. Um, certainly. Um, the, the the special teams the 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 punt going off a, a Niners player's foot, um you know kind of swung momentum uh, to the Chiefs' favor uh, for sure, can't deny that. But um yeah, it, it's I, I I I don't necessarily agree with the the sentiment about uh, Travis Kelsey doing nothing in the game, um and and the fact that he was their leading receiver, I would say left guys like you know Scandling and. Uh, hard Hardman open uh, in the key moments when when plays were made, so um, certainly was a factor in in that as well. Um, you know, for for a while it it looked like the um, the Chiefs were in trouble uh, once again down seven plus. Um, this this will add to the Mahomes uh, legacy and and resume that we're going to talk about in a minute, but like. Was there ever a point now, EJ? I know you know you always like to play the game. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Abba, Abba. <laughs> um, but like, was was there any point in in, in this game to you guys? Um, I I think it kind of was for me because it just it's not that I didn't think they could not come back. It was just the way that they were playing. Um, just didn't it didn't look like they were a team that was going to win. Uh, on that day, but was there ever a point, EJ, where you doubted that the Chiefs would win that game? Maybe the first quarter. Um, but once I knew, once they were down by one score at halftime, I was like, "Oh, San Francisco outplayed them pretty much in this first half. And only up ten to three. Andy Reid makes adjustments second half. Pat Mahomes is your quarterback. That's a problem. 
you know. And so one first quarter, yes, I, I would say mm, maybe this is this, it caught here because San Fran moved the ball. San Fran could put the game away early. They had a chance that that fumble yeah. early in the first that first drive. I mean, if they score there, you know, San Fran had a chance to put this game away early and they didn't do that. And you you keep that guy, Matt. I hate, I hate to say it, they'll pick your food. Oh no! You don't hate to say it. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, no, you, yeah, you no, no, love you to, to say it. that. You hate uh, hearing that. We, yes, so, that's the part. They, that's the that's San the hate Frank, part. San Fran kind of did that in the first half. All right, yeah, it's so, fair. Yeah, uh, Matt, did you think? That, that, did you doubt that the Chiefs would would come back at any point? When Mahomes threw the pick, um, I was kind of like, if if San Fran scores here, I think this one's done. And, and like like Jason had alluded to, they didn't. Um, I think that that was the missed opportunity there for, for San Fran. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it just, it felt like that was kind of, it. they, they were trying to force too much, didn't work out and ultimately it didn't end up costing them. Yeah. And, and, and obviously there were some miscues, um, you know, on, on the Niners side, you know, the, the, the mistakes in the red zone, the fumble, um, missed extra point. Um, the, and we'll, we'll get to the overtime stuff in a second. Yeah. But, but I, I think it, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the reason the Niners lost is because Jake Moody, uh, you know, had a, had a kick block like that, that. That's not, but, but that was a moment that really kind of changed the game. It changed the game for the, for the chiefs, because when you're only down three, you're in a position, um, to call call your and, and attack the um yeah sorry Mike by blocked um but you, you you're going to attack that that drive and 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 your game plan to finish off the game a little bit differently when you're only down three versus when you're down four um so that was obviously a big moment um for the Chiefs um certainly not. I'm, Jake Moody is not the reason <laughs> that that the Niners yeah. lost. I've some people like I've seen some people kind of uh, making making that uh, accusation. Um, in in a game like this and one that's that tight, it's not. There's not necessarily going to be just one thing. It's it, like there's 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 going to be a bunch of little things. And there would have if, if there's one thing, it's definitely the, the the punt. You know, fumble with the the, the on the you know. The, no one's fault. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a fluky bounce and and McLeod one that really changed the game. Yeah, right? and 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 McLeod, you know, a lot of people will say, well, like why you know why didn't he just fall on it? Like that playmakers are going to try to make plays, and 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 especially in today's NFL, you don't get a lot of opportunity to make plays. And I also think he's just trying to react in the moment when he has three Chiefs guys yeah. coming at him. So. Easy, um, to, easy to say while you're sitting there eating your Doritos and and, and, and wings and shit from a TV. Exactly. It's always easier to say um, from the couch. But uh, obviously the game went to overtime. Uh, we had the new overtime rules. Now, um, they, they really didn't come into play because Niners had the field goal. Chiefs went down, scored the touchdown. So really the, the new rules the, with the change um, didn't didn't come into effect anyhow but I've seen a lot of people um saying questioning the logic behind the 49ers taking the ball first um I I have I have my thoughts on it uh but I'll I'll, I'll lend to you guys first and Matt I'll start with you um do you do you think the Niners made a mistake by taking the ball first in the in the overtime 
No, because I think that they wanted to try to set that tone. Um, at that point, momentum had kind of swung more towards Kansas City, so you got to take that back. Um, I understand that they didn't know the rules, apparently, but I think either way, even if they had, I, I don't think it's necessarily a move that I question. You want to set the tone in overtime like that. Yeah, and to be fair, I think there was also some Chiefs players that, that had come out and said that they weren't 100% sure right. about the, the the new rules. And, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about, um, you know, when you're talking about a, a rule book that's 190 pages long, you're not always going to be, you know, completely up to date on every little rule that um, that, that, that is changed and updated and whatnot because they get updated all the time. Um, I know the, the Chiefs did uh, reportedly have some scenarios that they had worked on um and and but yeah to 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 come down too harshly about the the, the rule changes i think are uh is a little strange but uh, ej your thoughts did the niners no, have a bad approach to the to no the I'm, I'm, I'm at matt i'm at matt also here too also i also heard something that the, the niners team was tired also too so having niners office on the field extra extra true. couple plays gave the, the deep some some you know a little bit of a time to breathe a little bit so no 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 i i think that's over a narrative honestly yeah, and, and Mike said the same thing, and that, that that's a great point. Is is the you know the Chiefs were on the field for a long time, um, in the closing minutes of the um of the fourth quarter. So to give to give their defense a, a time to rest, um, yeah. Here here's here's my thing that that I think is 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 getting getting missed on a lot of people is yeah, if you take the ball, and I mean we're we're all fans of college football here. Um, obviously the college setup is a little bit different because everybody gets that gets that possession at, at just a you know at the 25 um but it's kind of the same logic I think a lot of times in college you see if the team wins the toss they take the ball first because you kind of get to set that tone for what your defense is going to have to do so if you can if you can go score and get seven you know it forces the other team to have to get seven like I understand that a touchdown, if you only get a field goal or you don't happen to not score, you know, if you don't score, a field goal wins. But if, if you only get a field goal, the team can get a touchdown and put the game away. But it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a, a, a double-edged sword where you're going, I believe my offense is going to go down here and score seven. That's going to put the pressure on the other team. That's going to make force them to score seven. They're not going to be able to just rest and go, oh, I can get a field goal, and, and then we'll go to sudden death because that's what would happen, right, in this in this new scenario is if both teams get a field goal, then it then it becomes sudden death again. Um, so I, I have no problem with the logic, um, and I, I've seen some people questioning because they go, well, if the Niners score seven – Andy Reid said they were going to go down and score. If they went down and scored, they were going to go for two. Okay, so you stop them and you win the game, right? right? So like, there's there's also no chance that Andy Reid was doing that. right. And and I like I as, kind of as someone who's watched Andy Reid coach for right, many years, right. um, and those tendencies have changed a bit since he's got to Kansas City, but not yeah. to the point that he is Reckless going like for that. two in overtime in the Super Bowl. Unless he got like a penalty on the extra point and had it at the one, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, like there's, there's obviously coaches staring at Dan Campbell that would go for it, uh, go for the two point conversion there, and he would go for it every time without, without fail, probably. But like for the most part, I think that that coaches would would kick it 
and then try your hand at the regular traditional sudden death situation. Like, and and I and and there are there will be a few outliers, and there's going to be situations where you know, let's say the, the the defense you're up against has some critical injuries, or they're particularly tired, or you're seeing something and go, I can attack this spot, and I know there's like a ninety percent chance I'm going to get that two point. Like for sure, there will be instances where teams will go. Sirianni and the Eagles. If if you have if you have that much faith in your offensive line to get two or three yards on, on a sneak, you you might take that opportunity there as well. But for them, I think yeah, I think most coaches are just going to tie the game and then go into a sudden death situation and let your defense get back to work. So right. I, I I just I, I think I think people calling into question. Um, you can call into question. We'll talk again. We're going to talk about Shanahan here in a minute, but like. If you're you're gonna question things about Kyle Shanahan, this isn't the thing to question, right? Like th- th- right. this, this to me is not is not the thing. I mean, the 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 blown leads a little bit, uh, you know, in in these big games. Um, not even so much the Falcons game, which people want to keep bringing up. Like th- those to me should maybe be uh, some of the bigger things you you might want to be concerned about. But yeah, it's the the logic of the the overtime. Um, certainly I don't think, uh, I don't think is it, um, Jason again here checking in as a, as a Niners fan. So they kicked the field goal, yet their faces, they still look nervous. Um, scored again. They gave up a big throw, even when they were up 22 to 19 in the fourth, uh, they look scared. And here's the deal, man. I, I, I obviously I've never played sports on, 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 uh, on a major level of any kind, but, um, I, I, I've heard, you know, I've, I've watched documentaries and talking about what golfers felt like when they played against Tiger. And we've heard things about like what, what teams felt like when they were playing against Brady in his peak. I can only imagine what it's like when, when you're seeing you've dominated the first half for the most part. And now you're starting to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go to work and you're seeing this lead erode and erode and erode and erode. I, I, whether whether I don't know if scared's the right word. Like I don't know if scared's the right word, but like there has to be a degree of like, oh shit, here he's gonna do that thing that he does, right? And, and I get that, but it what was it? A ten nothing lead first half? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? It's not like he blew the lead in the fourth quarter or even the second half. It's a ten nothing lead in the first half. Yeah. Like yeah, come on. Normal. Like stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's uh, nerve. Yeah, Mike. Mike says nerves is the word to use. Yeah, and that's okay, the thing it's, too. It's is is you know, and and we're gonna uh, you know talk talk about the 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 resume and the legacy of Mahomes here in a second. But like six six years as a starter, six NFC title game or AFC title games, fourth time in the Super Bowl, three time champion, like. That that team's battle tested, and I know the Niners have been in the conversation. They were in the Super Bowl in twenty twenty, um, but there's a lot of guys who weren't, like who weren't there. Right, McCaffrey wasn't there. Purdy wasn't there. Like there's coaches who weren't there. Like it, it's not the same team that was there in twenty twenty. So, but a lot of these pieces on the Chiefs were there. They they've been through this, so it is it is different. Right. We talked about it last week, mm. or you know when when we talked about. The, looking at the AFC title game, the NFC title game, the teams that performed better in the tight moments are the teams who have been in that moment before. I think that's natural. 
I mean, if he's saying it's ten point lead in the fourth quarter, I can I can see the 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 more of the egregious narratives coming out there. But I mean, look, look a little history lesson here. Um, Denver Broncos up ten nothing against the, against the Redskins in Super Bowl twenty two. They lost forty two to ten. Right. So let's slow down on the narratives a little bit on that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any any other thoughts on on overtime and the approach to overtime and all of that? Nope. All right. So um again. The, the, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, third Super Bowl win. Um, you know, now the – we, we, we talked about it last – at the end of last season. We talked about it in the offseason uh, last year. And, and, and you know, so so here we are again. Patrick Mahomes, 9-2 and two, um, in his playoff career when his team's trailing by seven-plus points. Like I said, four That's Super so Bowls. Uh, five, uh, four Super Bowl uh, appearances, three Super Bowl wins, six division titles in six years as a starter, um, an 81% playoff winning percentage, and he has been to the AFC title game at least, uh, every year that he has been a starter. Um, personally, I like, I think it's a, it's premature to do the greatest of all time thing, but like. You you got you're 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 really kind of just entering this territory of like Mount Rushmore top five definitely top five Mount Rushmore ish. I know some people have been like he's he's the only people in the conversation with him are Montana and Brady. Um, you know if if he never took another down, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like I mean just. The, the the legacy is incredible and and we're you know how, how many greatest of all times or 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 you know some of the best ever to play the position have we seen but he's doing it seemingly on a different level uh EJ like what you know Patrick Mahomes what like like I don't even know how to like le- lead the question it's, but like it's, it's unreal the great, it's the greatest six year one we've ever seen at this at this position in the history of this league you know when you can when you consider both team and player accomplishment um at this point you know I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a goat because again the only thing hurting Mahomes right now is, is is the lack of longevity but again that's something he's on the on the way of doing he's six year technically seven but truly six years as a starting quarterback but again to me the most impressive part about about his resume is not, not even the three Super Bowls it's the fact that he's 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 played in every single year he's been a quarterback he is playing for opportunity to go to the Super Bowl the worst he's done is the AFC title game. And then we, we've seen him now move. So for the last first four years, like, oh, well, he has Tyreek Hill. He has he has Travis Kelsey. Okay, cool. Tyreek Hill goes to Miami. All he does is, that is go back-to-back for the first time in 20 years. First team in 20 years, go back-to-back. Okay, oh, he's done one of games, games playoff games on the road. Okay, so now win Buffalo and win Baltimore. I mean, the goal full smooth for this guy to, 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 to prove himself to be worthy of, of, of being in that conversation. And now he has done the things we've all Want him to what we all want to see be done, and look, I'm not going to see the goat because I, I think that still we need to out of respect for Joe Montana, out of respect for Tom Brady, we need to continue to see what he does in the years to come. But if your top three isn't Joe Mont, if you're in whatever order you want to put, it, I don't care what order you want to put in Montana, Brady, and Mahomes, that three is locked and closed at this point now. Those are your top three, um, all time. And to me, in terms of talent. And I saw Montana, you know, play in real time. I saw him, obviously Brady in in real time. He's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play football. That's it. 
So eye test wise, he passed the eye test. In terms of like Mount Rushmore, he's right there. And he's in right now. He's he's a, he's a top three all time. Those are your three guys: Brady, Mahomes, and Montana. Whatever order I put in, whatever you want to do. But those are your top three quarterbacks in the history of the game. Um, and Mike points out, add to the resume and a loss to Joe Burrow at home in Arrowhead. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, we, I mean, they all got blemishes. I mean, <laughs> yes, hello. No, I, yes. Tom Brady lost to Eli Manning twice in a Super Bowl. And he's the GOAT. So, I mean, we all, they all got blemishes. Oh, well, my so, God. So, who the hell <laughs> Well, except like Montana. He's four known, four known Super Bowl, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Montana doesn't have those blemishes. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan uh, says, EJ, so what he's actually here you saying is he's great, but he's no CJ Stroud. Bingo. <laughs> he's got it. He's going to give the man his I thing. I love Ryan, dude. Uh, <laughs> Matt, your uh, your thoughts on, on what Mahomes has done uh, so far in his six years? Yeah, I, I think easily we can put him in the conversation for Mount Rushmore. Um, I, I know I jokingly said Bradshaw the other day. He does, though, at the end of the day, have those four rings in what, so you're six joking years? With that. So, okay, you were joking with that. Yeah, well, but, I mean, he's not a good quarterback. Thank you. <laughs> I, know, I know you're a smart guy. Pretty that. historic <laughs> defenses with that. Um, so I would, I would say that EJ's assessment of having him top three is probably fair just due to the accolades and the stats at this point. Um, you know, the people wanted to make arguments for, for you, know, you know, like your Peyton's, your John Elway's. I think that there's probably some argument there but I, I think it's just a matter of time before he surpasses them anyway so it's it's just a placeholder for Patrick Mahomes if nothing else yeah yeah and, 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 and yeah and, and and for me I look at it you know the the only and I get that that Brady uh especially towards the end begin well the very beginning of the run and at the end of the run was was held up by by teams that were very good especially you know his final Super Bowl uh when he was in Tampa um but like to me, it's for for me if I'm if I'm assessing like the two if I'm if I'm doing this, and this would be under the assumption that Mahomes never plays another snap, like which is not going to be the case. Right. Uh, yeah. You know that the, the the longevity of Brady um, is is what probably gives him the the edge for me uh, when you're when you're talking about the greatest right. of all time. Um, Jason here says he needs two more rings and and uh, two MVPs. I, I don't even know about I mean, the MVP uh, thing because the problem with the MVP awards is it's subject to to um, you know to, to media voting and and I the I, you know if you want to and and rings yeah because yeah, they, they they won't vote for a guy because they're tired of him right. I'm tired of Mahomes winning it. So right. he knows the numbers work out great. Let's not vote for him because blah 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 blah. Like, stop. And you also have Bill Simmons and the athletic, or sorry, the ringer, just kind of making sure that Boston bias stays true. And yeah, keeps yeah. Time. very true about that. <laughs> you know, and he'll also say a separation, though, for Mahomes, though. You know, Brady in his seven rings, how many of those seven rings was he the best player on the team? Maybe four of those? Three, four? Uh, maybe. Because um, Elway on, on, his, on the two he won was not the best player on the team. No, no, he it was, was Terrell Davis. Yeah, he uh, was Montana, near the end of his career at that point. Montana, it could be argued the last two, it was shared between him and Jerry Rice. It could be argued. Um, I'd probably go Rice, be, but... Right. Oh, it, that's been the last two. It, it could be argued. I'm not saying it is, but it could be argued. Mont, uh, for Mahomes for Eli's been, two, he was never the, the best player. On the no, of course not. Absolutely not. Of course not. No, so Mahomes can say that, oh, I have three rings, and I was the best player in all, all three of those rings. Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean he he is the difference maker. I mean especially, you know, when you look at 
you know, last year and this year when when you trade away every receiver, every great receiver that isn't Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. for sure, you know, he's he's definitely the best player on the field. Um, absolutely. Um, so that that is kind of the the, the difference there. Um. Mike says, sitting here today, he has Montana, Brady, and Peyton ahead of Mahomes. He eventually passes Peyton, but he's not ready to lock, stock him in uh, top three and a runaway. Peyton's uh, the only guy I, I even consider being in that conversation with, with him now. because, I, But I think that the question is going to be, I think the only thing that will hold you back from the Peyton thing is that, uh, long, again, the longevity thing. But what does Peyton have with Mahomes at this point that would suggest that Peyton is still ahead of him on the list? Longevity? Is that it? Because I mean, he's, I think, he's, right on, he's right past on the rings. Yeah, I mean, longevity for sure. But and 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 see, this is where I've always had the the for a while the Brady Peyton argument because I always thought Peyton was the better quarterback. Oh, of course. But Brady was Brady. You know, everybody was like, "Well, Brady's won Super Bowls. Peyton hasn't." I'm like, Peyton, but Peyton's the better quarterback. Now there does come a point where it's like. And there was some Super Bowls where Brady really was kind of the best guy, like you said, and changed the game and and, and won the game for them. Um, so that that kind of and you know that does kind of change it a bit. And I always go to the like the Jim Kellys and the Dan Marinos. Like just because those guys don't have rings doesn't mean they can't be talked about among the best to ever play the position. Because especially in the case of Dan Marino, he is five, one of so. the best. He's in my top five. Yeah, like he's he is one of the best uh, to ever play the position. Um, so I always get a little worried when when people start using rings as like this this this. Where barrier. I separate Mahomes and Peyton, for example, is playoff performances. Because there was a knock on on Peyton early in his career that he could, he was he was the best regular season quarterback in history of the game, but he couldn't win the big ones, the big games in the playoffs. The, the same not gave Rodgers the last like five six years. A lot of that Peyton was, was defense, getting that early. Yeah, so not true. Well, right, but uh, again, but but here's Mahomes, where Mahomes has far exceeded his playoff performances. The only blemish really was that was really the I can't even say the Bucks game was bad because that online was was god awful and and, right. and banged up. Um, the loss to to Cincinnati where he played like shit in the fourth quarter. Other than that, he's been virtually perfection in, in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, especially when you look at a year like this year, where and you the numbers know, do, where and and I, again, I, I go back to what I said last week. I, I I wasn't I wasn't hating on the Chiefs to hate on them at times this year when I when I had them on my lower on my top ten than some other people would. It was what what they were showing me, but when it, yeah. when push come to shove, you get into the playoffs, they 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 kind of go onto a different level, and and that's what we've seen, and and we saw it again in the second half on on Sunday. Um. But uh, yeah, it's 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 Mahomes will absolutely, um, you know, barring the the floor falling out of this thing, will certainly um, I think I think get into that best top two top three uh, conversation um, uh, forever. Uh, Mike says the reason he painted about Peyton didn't play against didn't play defense against Tom Brady. Yeah, we know that. Um, he played in how many AFC title games against the seven-time champion? Yeah, so that's 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 part of the argument as, as a pro Peyton. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not faulting anybody who's going to have uh, Peyton Manning above um, Mahomes uh, at this point. Um, again, it, it's there. It's such a small window. It, again, we, 
Six years. That, that, that's it. Now he's won the Super Bowl. But and, only, only I, Super I, I Bowl and fifty percent of them. That that's that's pretty impressive. And and you know if you continue to play at a high level, um, you know for the next couple of years, it, you know you're 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 going to keep adding more trophies to that uh, to that trophy case. But like, I think one of the 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 important things, and, and when you're talking about the best, uh, you know you know we there's now been five quarterbacks who have won three or more Super Bowls. Mahomes became Mahomes became the fifth. Uh Terry Bradshaw, who we uh That's kind boy. of jokingly talked about a minute ago. Uh he won four, all with Chuck Knoll. And I think the correlation between some of these best quarterbacks ever and now coaches ever, and this gonna we're gonna start talking about the the, the Andy Reid's side of, of of this. Uh you know, Joe Montana four Super Bowls, three of them were with Bill Walsh. You know, Troy Aikman, he had three. Two were two were with Jimmy Johnson. He's the third quarter. He was the third quarterback to win three. Uh, and then Brady, of course, seven Super Bowls, six of them with Bill Belichick, one in uh, in Tampa with Bruce Arians. So now Mahomes three all with with Andy Reid. So the the correlation with the best the best quarterbacks having these 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 great head coaches. Um, you know, can't can't be lost either. And 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 we talked about you know Andy Reid and company. And I know Mike Mike had a comment about um, you know Reid and Spagnola making the 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 adjustments at halftime, and that's really what was a big part of the difference on oh, on question. Sunday. Um, yeah, it's Andy Reid. Um, and I and I saw somebody uh, tweeted the other day, and they they said, you know, should Andy, is Andy Reid like in the Mount Rushmore conversation? I said to me, it's not even if he's there; it's it's where we're gonna put him because he's he's absolutely, um, in 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 my opinion, among the 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 four best ever to coach the game. Well, without we did, question, we did, episode, we did episode in junior offseason yeah. about Andy Reid, specifically about Andy Reid, and we all I think most of us said that he if he's not there, he's on the cusp. Well, he's added a ring now. He's, he's added he's, another one for now. sure. So now at this point, I mean, and I think honestly, people ain't as the KC stuff for me is the Philly years help helps him actually because he has mm -hmm. something that Belch doesn't have. He can he's he has actually done some winning, not necessarily winning the Super Bowls, but he's gone to Super Bowl and gone to four NFC title games or uh, five actually, right? Five, five NFC yeah. title games with without uh, you know, a Mahomes type quarterback, you know, Brady type quarterback. So <laughs> yeah, that that in itself to me is impressive anyway. So yeah, he's definitely there. I mean, it's, it's Belichick, him, and then those two have to put in there. You figure it out, but um, yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, to me, it's it's you know, be, to me, Belichick's number one. Yeah, he, to me, it's maybe Reed's number two. Like, is he's right up there? Like, I'm I'm trying to think of of who I would put above him, and because I think too, what what doesn't. And and again, it's where where I do find it hard sometimes to do these like best ever conversations because the the, the, the games all sports have changed in, in eras. Yeah. And, and so the the game that Andy Reid and Bill Belichick are coaching was much different than the one Bill Walsh coached in. The one much different obviously than uh what what like um Vince Lombardi coached in. You know, like the like Lombardi was a, a revolutionary and was tremendous. But like, could he could he coach in today's in today's uh, NFL? I don't know. Um, but but Reed's got to be right up there. Uh, Matt, thoughts on on Andy Reed and, and his uh, his legacy and his place in history? Yeah, I, I think definitely in the the top four. Um, 
I would probably put him behind Bill um, Belichick and Walsh. Um, and then Andy's probably right there at number three for me. Yeah, the two Bills. Yeah, I'm with you on the two Bills. I think Walsh, you know, not only winning the three, but also changing the game too. The, the game, game yeah. he's also changing the game on offense. That four spot's funny though, because I I I, I go. There's so many play- guys you can put in there. You put Shula because of the wins. I love Parcells because he not only have the two Super Bowl to the Giants, he also has he's also done winning everywhere else too. Everywhere he went, he won. One in New York with the Jets. One in New England with the Patriots. You know what? He did okay with Dallas a couple of years. So. That has some some value to it as well too. So that four spot for me is actually the more inter- interesting conversation about Mount Rushmore. You got a guy like Joe Gibbs who's won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, and none of them were Pro Bowlers, really. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, um, there's a lot of guys you, you can consider. Jimmy Johnson, I feel like I got robbed because after Jim Johnson was there longer in Dallas, he probably should be in the conversation. But in those years, he was in, in Dallas was five years in Dallas was phenomenal. Yeah, and and uh, Bill Cowher's name uh, I think should should always be brought up in in, in these conversations. I don't know if he's necessarily uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, Mike, I, has, say top, I say top ten. Definitely top. I, 10 I would probably time. yeah, I'd probably go in the top. Because he, he wants I'd a lot. Put, of, I'd probably put Chuck Noll ahead of Bill. Well, the, the four field. the four rings one were top absolutely, yeah. but I, I would say too with with Cowher, a lot of AFC title games though. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Let me forget about but Cordell Stewart, for example, is quarterback. Say so okay. he, he he did <laughs> so take a lot of uh, dogs. I mean Neil O'Donnell, um, mm-hmm. Cowboy yeah. Cowboys Super Bowl thirty MVP Neil O'Donnell um, was uh, was was you know a quarterback. Like, he got to the big. Tommy, mm-hmm. Tommy Maddox pretty far too. Yeah, right? I think yeah. I think that's obviously top season episode is doing top ten coaches all time. Yeah, yeah, we can certainly because a lot of guys um, that, make, make a note of that. We'll make sure it gets added to the. To the the document, but uh, Mike is his. He says uh, Belichick one, Walsh read two, um, and uh, four could be kind of interchangeable. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be kind of that that really uh, that, that really tricky one. Um, career wins wise, I mean Andy Reid now at two fifty eight. He's he's still at uh, number four. Uh, Belichick at three hundred two. Hallis at three eighteen. Don Shula at three twenty eight um, for all time wins. Uh, so Andy Reid already announcing. Um, that he is returning next year, so he he will have a chance to add to that uh, to that list. I mean, with a you know, if he, they have another you know eleven twelve win three- season, he's going to be at at, at two seventy ish. If they three peat next year, I'm not saying that. If they three peat next year, we got a conversation about him probably already passing probably some of these guys already, like probably passing Belichick and Obama yeah, and because because three peat, no one has on the on, on the resume. And 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 that's the thing too is I mean he's uh, he's sixty five years old he'll be sixty he'll be sixty six uh, here in March, um you know we we've seen guys coaching into their seventies and I know um there's there's already been some questions about you know how, how much longer is Andy Reid going to go, um you know with, with this team and with this core and obviously you know off season uh, transactions and moves Travis Kelsey near the end of his career you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that I don't think he's he's quite ready to to hang it up as he very loudly declared um in the post game on Sunday that they're going for the three-peat but um you know he's he's getting near the end of 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 his career as well so you got to wonder um if 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 some of those some of those changing pieces for Kansas City uh would influence Andy Reid at all uh, one way or the other um, but you know, we could be looking at another 300 win head coach. So to, to, oh, to yeah. with, 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 yeah. uh, you know, a couple of years left, possibly 300 wins, three Super Bowls, 
or more uh, by the time he he's done. Um, yeah, just absolutely, absolutely without question. With that quarterback, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, again, this was a down year. Eleven wins was a down year for this team. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Think, think about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty insane. Um, staying on like the on the coach front, um, the the losing coach. Uh, from 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 Sunday, Kyle Shanahan. Now, um, you know the, the 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 ten plus point lead or the ten point lead blown in this Super Bowl, ten point lead blown in twenty twenty. Everybody knows, uh, you know, twenty eight to three um, in the, the the Super Bowl as OC uh, for the Falcons against the Patriots. So so three pretty famous uh, blown leads there. Um, like I said, you you can you can call into question some of the decisions um but but I, again i don't i don't we we've addressed the overtime thing like i don't think it was that bad of a, it it looks bad cuz it didn't work right like if they would have if they would have kicked the field goal and then gotten a turnover on the first play or the chiefs wouldn't have scored at all or if the chiefs would have gotten a field goal and the niners go down and end the game nobody's questioning the decision to take the ball first you question it, people are questioning it because it didn't work out um but and 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 Matt, I'll I'll start with you on this one. How how long of a lead? And it sounds silly to say, but we we've seen it happen with other teams. You can you know sometimes a, you know a great coach can only get you so far, right? We saw it in Philadelphia with with Andy Reid. Um, should should the seat in in San Francisco be hot at all? Um. I think it's tough to say this season, yes, just because last season they were in the same spot and their quarterback got injured. So this year they made it that one step further. I would say next year if there's a drop-off, then they can start to have those conversations. But I don't think at this point the seat should be hot just because he's still kind of putting that team together. Purdy's still his second-year QB, you know, argue if you think he's the one that can take you to the promised land or not, I'm, I'm Personally, I'm not sold on it, but I think that another year in Shanahan's system, I th we'll see a little bit more clearly. Because Purdy has one more year on his rookie deal, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't sign him this year. <laughs> um, because I mean, it, here's the thing. He I was, would do it, San Fran. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Give him uh, that. Give him that. Danny, 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 Danny Dimes. Dimes. I know <laughs> it. I knew it. Do it. <laughs> um. Here's the thing. There was, I, I think there's people who are um, over celebrating what Purdy did in the Super Bowl, um, and but there's also people who are going way too far on the low end, and and saying you know like people are saying that he had like a a, a terrible game. Like, I don't think he had a terrible game. Um, certainly uh, overthrown ball to was it Debo uh, in the end zone. Probably not great, uh, but there's also some guys that drop balls that hit him square in the hands. So um, again, I, I think finding that middle ground of like this, Purdy, this game was the best he's played in the playoffs, honestly, because he did not look great against yeah. Detroit or Green outside Bay. the fourth quarter. Outside the fourth quarter, of yeah, ab absolutely, yeah. I, I, he that he has had worse games this year in the postseason for sure. I um, fine, but uh, but yeah, I I don't think. You know, I, I think he was pretty good. He was, you know, and uh, taking away the Mr. Irrelevant part of it because they sure beat that one into the ground. 
Um, but just just as a first time in the Super Bowl quarterback in his you know second year as as a as a starter, um, he I think he performed just fine, just fine. Yeah. Um, EJ, your your thoughts on 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 Shanahan and 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 should the should the seat in San Francisco be getting hot at all? No, what saves him is he's gotten what he's gotten out of Purdy. He got what he got out of Garoppolo, you know, and, you know, they got some bad breaks. I mean, obviously, it's not a good look to, to blow leads in a Super Bowl, but I think this one's a little over, over egregious, this uh, narrative about this one being a blown lead. Yeah, 10-point lead, but again, that was in the first half. You know, it was a 10-3 halftime score. Like, stop. Um, no. Um, if if there's a bit of like a tail-off next year in a weak NFC, and they said they get bounced in the first round of playoffs, then maybe you could have a discussion about that. But no, he, he's I think he's pretty much minted at least for the next year, even two years as that coach going forward. He's not, I think the goodwill has been good enough there because even the years they ain't gone to Super Bowl, they've gone to empty title games. And who, not everybody's doing that these days. Other, other than Andy Reid, no one else is doing that right now. Right. So, yeah, this was uh this was year seven. Uh he his first year was six and ten, second year four and twelve, uh third year was twenty nineteen, uh thirteen and three. They went to the Super Bowl, the pandemic year, they were six and ten. Since then they've gone seven, uh ten and seven NFC title game, thirteen and four NFC title game, and uh this year of course twelve and five, number one seed went to the Super Bowl. Um they lost to the uh, the Super Bowl champion three out of the four times they have made it to at least the NFC title game. Um, the, you know, the, the wild thing is like when you, you know, four four years out of seven, they have been to the NFC title game or the Super Bowl. Um, but he he is he is uh, eight and four in the postseason, but he's he's just over 500. In the regular season, which is wild, and you look at the, you look at those three outlier seasons. Now the the pandemic years are hard. That that one's you almost you, you almost got to kind of take the the that season away from everybody, right? Like it just the way yeah, everything the two, worked right. out. And the first two years also were rebuilding years. That that team was it was in a shitter when they got there. Yeah. So it was, it was rebuilding. It was literally rebuilding. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um. So so no, I I don't. And and I think uh, I think Rich uh, Rich Eisen on his uh, um, overreaction Monday that they do every week um, mm-hmm. talked about this, uh, which I which I absolutely love. Um, he said, "Look, he he said the same thing that he'll ask when um, when people were talking about the, the Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. He's like, if the Niners were to let him go, that guy has a job within forty eight hours somewhere, right?" Like that tells you the value of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Like he he will be picked up somewhere. He is better than most teams heads head coaches. Like he will get a job somewhere if if he would be he if he would have been if he would be let go. Again, the 49ers are not moving on from, from Kyle Shanahan. So we're not this isn't us sitting here going, should he be fired? Should he be fired? No. Um But but you know, and and seven years is is not a long time, um, in 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 kind of the grand scheme of things. I mean, this we're going into what year, uh, five with with the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. So like, that was quick. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I would, <laughs> you're asking me, would I rather have Shanahan's tenure with San Francisco than McCarthy's with Dallas? I would take this 
in a heartbeat, right? Like, give you know. So like again, we, we have to kind of keep things in perspective. Like, does it stink? Uh, if you're a Niners fan, does it stink to, um, you know, to have gotten so far and and to to not win? Sure, absolutely, uh, Matt. Like again, Matt, you you would you were with the Andy Reid years, like four straight NFC title games. You know, no Super Bowls. I'm sure that sucked, but like. Yeah. It also sucks when your team goes six and ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it also sucks when your team goes seven and nine and misses the playoffs because, like, they fumbled on the two uh, in the last week of the game, you, you, the, the last week of the regular season. So, like, not your team not winning is the part that stinks. And and you know, Andy Reid was the guy that couldn't win until he won. You that that's been the case with so many coaches, so many that that have that have been that way. So no, I don't think that. Uh, uh, Shanahan's uh, job should be, should be in question. I, I you know, now if the if the bottom really falls out of this thing next year and in the following, then yeah, that that the seat's gonna get hot. But I coming off three straight years, um, in either the NFC title game or the Super Bowl, no, no, you shouldn't have a hot seat uh, at all. Uh, Mike says uh, the seat should not be hot. They played a good game and ran to the best defense Mahomes ever had. Uh, the window may be starting to close uh, with 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 some of the um, personnel that'll be leaving, and that that's going to be a big part of this too. Is you're going to you're probably going to lose Ayuk, maybe Debo. Like you're going to start losing some guys um, to free agency. But um, <laughs> Mike says uh, Shanahan would be the coach in Dallas before the press conference in San Fran was finished. Um, yeah, and as a Bengals fan, Mike uh, Mike had. Marvin Lewis for a hundred years. So, um, yeah, Shanahan is, uh, is, is, is just, is just fine and, uh, and should continue, fine. should continue to be, uh, all right, guys, looking back before we look ahead, uh, to, uh, to what will be kind of on the, uh, the docket for us, um, in, uh, in the off season, our preseason predictions at the beginning of the year, we all oh, kind of went through, uh, we all kind of went Wolf through and, and made, uh, <laughs> Made our predictions for division winners, conference winners, Super Bowl champ, MVP, and who would have the uh, what team would have the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, my brother Sean, brother Sean comes in with the lowest total correct, uh, and I go exactly correct. Like we had, like there were some of us that had like Eagles winning the division, but they only made the playoffs, or and like Cowboys, like vice versa. Um, myself included, I had the Eagles winning the East, so I'm not just picking on anybody, uh, but. Um, I didn't count those as correct. You actually had to have it in the correct spot. Sean had, uh, Sean had the Niners winning the West and the Chiefs winning the West. So he had the two West winners. Uh, let's see. I had three. I had the my Lions winning the uh, the NFC North, the Bills winning the East, and the Chiefs winning the West. Um, Matt, you had three Lions winning the North, Niners winning the West, Chiefs winning the West. Um, EJ, you had the Niners winning the West. You had the Chiefs winning the West, and you had the Dolphins as the uh, the wild card two in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tied with five correct, Kyle had the Lions winning the North, 49ers in the West, uh, Bills winning the East, Chiefs winning the West, and the Stillers, the Pittsburgh Stillers, is the number three wild card team in the AFC. Those were his five, and uh, and Mikey B, of course, who had the uh, the FKC Fantasy Hour this year, uh, part of the uh, part of the uh, the huddle up 
family. Um, got his picks as well. Uh, he had the Lions in the north, the Niners in the west, the Bills in the east, um, the Chiefs in the west, and he and he actually had the Niners as a NFC champion. So those were his five. So uh, Kyle and, and Mike uh, had the most uh, for us. Uh, always fun to see how bad we uh, we predict the, the season. Uh, college, <laughs> college was no different. Um, but uh, nothing will top that year. You had the Bills versus, or the Bears versus the Chargers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was uh, that was not not great, Bob. Not not my best work, Matt. Not my best work, um, whatsoever. Uh, looking at the odds for next season, uh, and for the NFL MVP, um, uh, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy are plus twelve hundred. Lamar Jackson plus a thousand, Joe Burrow plus nine hundred, Josh Allen plus seven hundred, Patrick Mahomes plus six hundred. Uh, do you guys have an early prediction? Nothing, uh, nothing official here, uh, but uh, early prediction on who you think will be league MVP next year. I got Joe Burrow as my uh, early prediction. Ooh. Matt, um, I will go with. Danny Dimes, come back. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, let's go early on prediction. Um, I'll give it to Mahomes. There we go. Uh, continuing the theme from this uh, this season, Marge. Uh, I will go with uh, with Justin Herbert, uh, Jim Harbaugh's new quarterback in Los one, Angeles. That's not a bad one. No, I I, I think that team is going to be really good. I really do. Um, certainly much, much improved from the Brandon Staley era. Um, I know EJ, your heart broken. That guy doesn't have a job anymore, no, but no uh, one to pick on. No one to pick on anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. Uh, you have to find a new coaching target. Uh, Mike says, uh, the three P killer Joe Burrow is his early, uh, MVP pick. Uh, and then, uh, Super Bowl uh, 59, uh, in, uh, will be in new Orleans next season. Um, but, uh, early, uh, odds for Super Bowl champion. The Lions and the Bengals are plus 1,200. Bills are plus 950. Ravens plus 900. Chiefs plus 650. And the 49ers are plus 550. Uh, guys, any early uh, predictions on who will be playing slash winning in the Super Bowl? Matt, we'll start with you. Eagles over the Ravens. Okay. Okay. I see you. Homer. Uh, EJ. Thank you. Uh, Giants and Patriots. <laughs> joking, oh, no, joking, Jesus joking, Christ! Joking, joking, joking. Homer. Um, I think the Niners, depending on the situation with Debo and Ayuk and those guys, but I think the Niners are best positioned in that conference to go back. The AFC is tougher. Like it's hard to go to three in a row. Like you want to say KC, you don't want to doubt Mahomes, Andy Reid, those guys. I just can't. I just, I just don't see. I, I think it's coming out of AFC North. It's gonna be either the Bengals or the Ravens. I'll go Bengals. All right, very good. Um, based on the logo, uh, the official logo, which has uh, red and some neon green, it's clearly going to be the Chiefs and the Seahawks, right? Uh, no. It, um, Seahawks, huh? <laughs> well, you got that neon yellow, man. It's, could be the Niners and the Jets, Jim. Could be, could be. Hey, QA run. <laughs> He's not making it a full season again. Um, but I will say they got, they got, got the odds right. Niners are favorite because I think – if you look at, I think it's, I think it's the better chance of 
of these two teams going back to the Super Bowl, I think the Niners have a better chance of getting Oh, yeah. I mean, I, the the NFC is going to be, you know, obviously barring injury and, and right. some unforeseen uh, moves in the offseason. The, the NFC is going to be the easier road. Uh, for sure. Question, Given that, I mean, when when you're looking at these, uh, the, the I pick the five best odds. There's literally only two NFC teams. There's four AFC teams um, in in this mix. So like they're already telling us that uh, that that the A, that the NFC is the easier road. Um, yeah, and even those teams that are ranked up there like have questions. Could Detroit do it again this year? You know, and, yeah, like they, know, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get over that loss. Um, and, yeah. and the way that that season ended for him, uh, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with at least one of the teams. I'm gonna I'm staying loyal to my Lions. Give me my Lions uh, out of the out of the NFC. And man, that the, that AFC is tough. And I, I'd love to go with the I'd love to go with the game that like I feel like we got robbed of this year, and that's the Lions Ravens. Um, but I already saw that that I think, and Mike, maybe you can correct me um, on on this one that I think. I saw that the the Bengals are going to be looking at giving the franchise tag to T Higgins, so you're at least going to kind of yeah. keep uh, that the receiving core together another year. Joe Burrow coming back, I'm going to go Lions Bengals, and and hell, that's what what Mike and uh, Mike Homer is uh, is 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 going with his with his heart there. Um, is is you know I I think that's that's a game that could easily um, we could easily see because I I think the Bengals are. Um, very unhappy that 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 you know the season went down, um, the way that it did, and uh, they're going to certainly be coming back for uh, for the uh for the for the target that is on a, a lot of teams uh in the in the AFC. Um, all right, a couple other things before we wrap up here. Um, EJ, the biggest off season storyline is what. <sighs> The draft, really, with the number one pick, really, the only thing I think of. Okay. I mean, it's really nothing interesting with te- these teams right now going on. I mean, in a big way, honestly. All right, Matt. What the biggest off-season storyline to you is what? Um, besides the draft, I would say some of the unclaimed head coaches, um, you know, Bill and um, Vrabel. What do they ultimately end up doing? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Kind of uh, away from those. To me, the the biggest off season storyline is what happens with Justin Fields, and that's going to tie. Obviously, that's going to tie into the draft. Right, so, yeah, draft right. Um. Because currently, the the Chicago Bears um hold the number one pick. Um. And the belief is that they're going to go um with Caleb Williams. Uh, I guess potentially Drake May. Uh, I know Kyle is a big Drake May guy. Um. Yes. So huge, 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 huge Drake May fan uh, loves ACC quarterbacks, um, does Kyle, uh, you know, so but I think that if you do that, then what what happens with Justin Fields? You're certainly not going to be in a situation where you have Fields and Caleb Williams uh, on the roster. So um, I think that is a, that is going to be the biggest storyline, especially in the early months here. Um yeah, Mike. This is uh, this is the other 
this is the other one I was kind of going with. I decided to go against my uh, Marge. my 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 tendencies here. But he says the the turnover of the roster in L.A. is as Harbaugh tries to put together um, mm, his team uh, for the upcoming season for sure. I mean, he's got um, he's got a lot of coaches from Michigan. He's got coaches from his past. He's taken a couple from Notre Dame. So um, he is uh, he is just picking the best of the best to. Uh, fill out his coaching roster and then I know he's he's said that uh, he's excited to get to work with Justin Herbert um and uh they're going to try to keep Eckler on board so th th there's going to be a lot of work there but it's going to be uh, that's something going to be watched uh as well uh then EJ the number one overall pick in the NFL draft will be blank to the blank oh my god uh, uh, <laughs> I'll go Caleb Williams to the Bears. Okay. Matt? Caleb Williams to the Commanders. Oh, I like that one. Um, Yeah, I just... I feel like the, the, the Fields experiment in, in Chicago is done. Mm -hmm. Um, Where he lands, we'll, we'll obviously have to see, but... um. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams to the Bears will be the. Uh, it's just too pick. tempting, and for anything financially, you get to reset again for a couple of years. Yeah, they're having to pay fields next year. It's worked out well for the Bears in the past. They <laughs> <laughs> so trade one. They're going to trade down, give the Commanders the pick, and then take Marvin Harrison Jr. number two to pair with Fields. Ooh, that will be the tandem in Chicago. That's be saucy. Smart move. That's act again, actually be really smart. That would actually be really smart. I honestly, I think, I think, you know, if we get close to the draft, we'll probably do a, a draft pod to talk about some of the storylines because there's there does seem to be a lot of meat there. But I, I honestly think Washington is is, I still think they're going to be a smarter play to try to move, uh, move their pick and get more, more pick and like prospect return on it because like I, I, I don't think Washington is. Like I don't think they're a quarterback away from being really good. They're number two, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the quarterback changes. You get a quarterback, and you have you have your it quarterback. It does, you man. Are, but but they have. A lot. I don't care if it's Drake May, Caleb Williams, uh, you know, the second coming of Joe Montana or Tom Brady. It's not going to matter behind that offensive line, and it's not going to matter with some of the pieces in the middle part of that defense not being good enough. Um, so I, I I just I think there's a lot more to fix in Washington than than a quarterback. And I understand fan bases, especially with new ownership and whatever, they're going to want something flashy, which is probably why they're going to they're going to stay or potentially move up to get a quarterback. But I don't think that's the smartest play. Uh, and we will uh, we'll see this. Uh, Mike says with the first pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, wide receiver from the Ohio I State University. Too. Yeah, just getting their guy right. right just the to, just not mess around with trades and all of that stuff, um, and just just go right uh, go right for it. Um, all right, just a preview before we close up here. A preview of some of the offseason topics uh, that that we have coming, and and we'll take we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Um, you know the, yeah. the 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 football season, the podcast season. Uh, you know we 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 I think we took one week off. The, the whole way through so it's been a been a credit to you guys oh yeah oh, the technical issues too wasn't yeah there was a, yeah there was a, a technical issue week um no i think there was, was one that, there was one week i was sick there was one week i was like did, did I, that kind of gets my my I no no you're fine yep. 
You're, well, nope. Yeah, it does count. You weren't there, EJ. You could have carried the show. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Matt. I was there. I mean, Matt, come on. We have a rep- <laughs> Matt, Matt, we have a reputation to uphold here. Um, yeah. No. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to thank you guys, uh, Mike, for filling in when he did. Uh, mm-hmm. Student of the Game, Kyle Nash, for not being here uh, tonight. Uh, certainly understand. But, yeah, we're going to we're gonna take a little time off. So I'm thinking uh, probably about mid-March or so. You should be seeing the first set of, uh, of off-season episodes coming out. So st- stick with us on our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, and, and Instagram and TikTok and all that um, because that's where any announcements will be. It's where the episodes will drop. Um, but, uh, we've, one of the, one of the things we've, we've looked at is, um, top sports venues we'd like to experience, but haven't yet. Um, uh, best and worst pieces of technology in sports history, um, sports takes or debates that we wish would just stop. Uh, one of them, uh, is, pe- one. is like people saying that LeBron is better than Jordan. Like it's just, it's just one of these ones, like nobody's ever gonna, nobody's ever gonna see eye to eye. So like, let's just. Let's stop. Let's just stop about, talking how about, about How about that, that debate in general? Yeah, it's 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 been beaten to death um, by in in sports media and sports di- discussion. So, um, yeah. So uh, those among many other things, I think we have a couple of draft ideas, a couple of Mount Rushmores that we've already talked through. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We always uh, look forward to those, and certainly we'll be back in um, in uh, in in August. But. Uh, guys, we can't go to the off season without this. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Matt, what is one thing that's going to happen this NFL off season? Kirk Coupons going to reunite with his friend Kyle Shanahan in San Fran. Ooh. Wow! Lock it up. Look at that. EJ Christian, what's one thing that's going to happen this NFL off season? I'm actually on the same vibe, same team. I think the Niners are going to get pretty a, a team-friendly deal. They're going to sign him to an extension. Lock it up. Team-friendly to secure him. Right. So. All right. Um, <clears throat> in a move that will break Ernest E.J. Christian's heart and Uh-oh. soul, Saquon Barkley will sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Lock it up. No! See, <laughs> <laughs> he's already upset about it. We just got to make it that much sweeter. This is, this is trade his ass when he had a chance to, dumbasses. I, I mean, truth, I, I would love that. Truth be told, I don't think Dallas is going to have the money to uh, to spend on Saquon Barkley. But a guy can hope, can he? You, you know the Eagles don't give a shit about the running back. They absolutely. I'd actually love to see the Cowboys make a run at uh, Swift because he's going to be out in the wild um, this offseason. But, I uh, think he'll be back. You think? Yeah, we'll see. Oh, uh, Mike has Austin Eckler leaves L.A. and heads to Houston. That would be fun. That would be wild. I have seen some talk that if they can't get Eckler under contract, the Chargers are going to be interested in Saquon Barkley. So that could be well, that's That AFC is going to be sick, if, man. If that Eckler thing goes to Houston, half the ugly, Mike, what Mike just said, that's a – Wild card, probably uh, AFC title game, uh, uh, title. Uh, yeah, it's they, they, there's going to be a lot of potential. And like I said, we will uh, preview all of that when we get back together in uh, late August. But uh, Matt, in the meantime, plug away. Yeah, you can catch me on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Three CT podcast. A couple times a year on the Ernest Speaking podcast when he's not dissing Rihanna's halftime performance. 
um, every Monday on Maximize Monday podcast, and I will, I will commit right now. Lock it up, Jim. Three episodes of the pitch at least. Lock it up. Boom! There we go. No love way. it. Love I'll it, take love the under. It, love it. I'll take the under. I love it. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> Smart play. Uh, EJ, plug away. Um, Twitter, EJ Christian Seven. Urging a podcast. All podcast catchers. Um, that's it, man. The depressing time, but uh, a little break needed for us now. We yeah, a little know, break, Mike. Season. Mike, thanks again for always checking in, filling in when you could, doing the FKC fantasy hours. Certainly, you will be a part of the uh, the off season program as you were last year. Um, so I appreciate that support. I want to just thank everybody, the the, the team here. Uh, another successful season. We've seen our uh, our YouTube numbers uh, went crazy this year. So mm-hmm. uh, continue to share that page if you're not subscribed to it. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, follow us on all of our social media at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram is at Huddle Up Podcast Inc. As you can see on the uh, on the screen here on the uh, on the show as we're as we're heading out. Um, get your merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Rate and review where possible. Uh, again, thank you for for a great year. I'm at Big Jim Sports, but you you don't have to follow me unless you want to see a bunch of angry political tweets uh, as as we go through the rest of uh, 2024. Uh, but but certainly, please follow the show. Spread the word about the show. Uh, we look forward to another great year next year. I can't. I'm I'm tired. I'm 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 ready for this. For a couple of weeks off, but um, I can't wait to be back next year when, when football season will be back. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much uh, for another live season of the Huddle Up podcast. Uh, until the off-season shows and my observation episodes, stay safe, stay smart, and as always, go for the win.